TED Audio Collective. As a kid, my favorite class field trip was to the Science Museum in downtown Seattle. And it always ended at the planetarium. The whole class would lay across a floor mat and try to name as many planets as we could. We'd point out the Big Dipper and the North Star as the night sky shifted along the ceiling. Even today, when visiting a new city, I drop into the local planetarium for the excitement and thrill of revisiting the wonders of our solar system. Will there still be nine planets like I learned when I was young? How many more moons have we found since last I checked? There's always something new to wonder at when it comes to outer space. And while it might be a while before school children are asked to count the over 5,000 known exoplanets that exist today, we do know the world of space research is about to open up drastically. I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. Today, astrophysicist, TED fellow, and planet hunter, Jesse Christensen, takes to the stage to share her discovery of a new generation of planets and what it means for how we think about our world. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedtech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedtech. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts.
I am a planet hunter and keeper of the keys at NASA's Exoplanet Archive. In March 2022, we reached a major milestone in space exploration: 5,000 known exoplanets. For thousands of years, we've wondered about planets outside of our solar system, now called exoplanets. But our technology only recently caught up with our imaginations. And yes, 5,000 planets is incredible. What's even more incredible is how space research will change as a result. When I started grad school, there were about 100 known exoplanets, all radically different from the Earth and from each other. I was determined to find more. I spent four years looking at nearly 87,000 stars, one by one. Now you might have this romantic idea that I was gazing intently through a telescope, pondering some gorgeous view of the universe. I was not. I was looking at data, measuring the brightness of each star over time. If the brightness dipped just briefly, just a little bit, it could be because a planet had orbited in front of that star, blocking some of the light from reaching my telescope. So. I spent four years looking for decimal-level changes in these data, and after four years, I'd found nothing—zero exoplanets. Thankfully, they still gave me the PhD. I think for effort. <laughs> Then I moved to Harvard, where I worked on my first NASA mission called Epoxy. I still didn't find any exoplanets. Then, in March 2010, I joined the Kepler mission. NASA's grand experiment with putting one of our planet-hunting instruments into space. Monday was my first day on the base in Silicon Valley. It was mostly spent in HR. Tuesday, I sat down and looked at the data for the first time, and I found my first exoplanet. <laughs> a few minutes later, I found another one. There's a saying that we're the generation that was born. Too late to explore Earth and too soon to explore space. That's not true anymore. That day and every day since, I've gotten to explore space. Kepler made it possible for us to measure stellar brightness much more precisely than we had before, and eventually, I helped find thousands of exoplanets. And we've really only searched our local corner of the galaxy to find those planets. That means there's likely tens of billions of planets just in our Milky Way. Now, with so much data, we can start sorting and grouping and categorizing these planets to find trends. Think of it this way: If you wanted to learn about dogs and you had five dogs in your study, well, you'd learn a lot about those five dogs—that they're all good dogs—but maybe not about dogs in general. If you had 5,000 dogs in your study, then you'd start to see that there were German Shepherds and Dobermans and Beagles. And that these different breeds have different features. With demographic-level data on exoplanets, we can start asking some of these big questions for the first time, like of those thousands and billions of planets in our galaxy, how many are like the Earth, or like Jupiter? How many planets does a typical star have? Can a planet orbit more than one star? Yes. Can a planet exist without any star at all? Also, yes. One surprising result. From the study of planet populations, is that the most common kind of planet in our galaxy might be one we don't have in our solar system—a super-Earth, up to twice as big and ten times as heavy as our Earth. We've found evaporating planets, disintegrating planets, 
planets clustered together in a clockwork dance, ultra-puffy planets, ultra-dense planets. It's truly a wild and wonderful menagerie that I get to corral at the NASA Exoplanet Archive. But it gets even more interesting than that. With so much data, we might finally be able to figure out how planets are made. We see baby stars being born in stellar nurseries, surrounded by dust and gas. And we see older stars surrounded by completed planetary systems. But we still don't really know what happens in between. With more data, we might find planets at some middle stage or many middle stages, and from there, be able to map out a timeline of planetary development. What triggers these diffuse clouds of dust and gas to collapse and transform? And how does the chaos and turmoil of dust become pebbles, and pebbles become boulders, and boulders become planetismals, and from there, after an intense series of bombardments, eventually settle into an ordered series of planets? How often is one of those planets solid and warm, with a water ocean lapping a sandy shore? Where do we come from, and how did we get here? The more we learn about exoplanets, the easier it is to target the ones we want. So far, we haven't found any planets that are like the Earth, but I hope we will. NASA just spent the last few years studying the idea of a very large telescope in space with next-generation technology that would allow us to take an image, an actual photograph of a planet like the Earth. With that photo, we could search for biomarkers, signatures of life. I'll probably spend the rest of my career working on that mission. I hope I get to take that photo. Thank you. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. But that's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Isabel Carter, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Jimmy Gutierrez, and the show is fact-checked by Julia Dickerson. Special thanks to Farrah DeGrunge for her support as a project manager. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. 
or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.